welcome to Juice Podcast. I'm Emily Harmon. I'm Gwen Douglas. Today I'm introducing Gwen to some Cypriot wine. So we've already tried one wine before on a previous podcast, which was the sweet wine Commandaria, which was taking us to church. It was delicious. <laughs> taking us to church, exactly. Um, so today we've got a few other things to taste. I just thought it'd be interesting to start introducing Hardly. these grape varieties because I hadn't heard of any of them before. Um, so I think it would be interesting to yes to get involved with cool. them. So we've got actually they're all from the same winery because this was my favourite winery from the trip. I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. <laughs> this is a marketing pitch, and I'm not importing them or anything. So um, they're just delicious. There is knowledge. no gain for me from uh, again promoting the same winery, but I think that's just good to put that disclaimer yes, out there. Yes, so yes. things that. So we um, we've got uh, white wine, skin contact wine, and we have the uh, Cypriot version of Grappa. To Ooh, finish with. Yeah. So um I I was a bit unsure of what to bring initially. So I want, I was thinking, do I bring Zinisteri's kind of the main grape varietal okay. in um in Cyprus, white white grape. Uh, but I've actually bought a skin contact one and the uh Zivania, which is the name of the grappa, is uh is made with Zinisteri grapes. But I actually bought a different grape variety uh, that I thought was quite interesting that people are going back to. So you might ask, why are we even tasting Cypriot wine? Yeah, Do you have okay. any questions? You probably have some yeah, I've questions. I've never had Cypriot wine, so yeah. I don't think so anyway. Unless I've had some with you. Yeah, so like 80% of the wine produced in Cyprus stays, stays in. in Cyprus. It's consumed What's made there. in Cyprus stays in Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sexy. Okay. <laughs> Sexy and scary at the yes. same time. Yeah. Um, I like it. it means it's good and they want to keep it. Yeah, and also it's, um, I mean, it's the same in terms of their olive oil production, most of what is there is consumed there and there's not much okay. exported, but equally not too much imported from other okay. places as well. So it's a real sort of local market and it's quite an interesting place. The landscape's actually absolutely stunning and I know that a lot of our in- English audience will uh, or British audience will be familiar with Cyprus because obviously it's an it's ex- popular English oh, colony. Of course, yeah. um, and it is very, it's a very funny place. I was staying in Pathos and... Um, and you kind of have this sort of mixed... It's a very bizarre thing. You're walking down the street and Sainsbury's is there, oh, Debenhams really? is there. Weird. It's bizarre. And then, like, we Weird. were staying... We, we got to stay in a very nice hotel. Um, and I think it was one of the nicest hotels in Paphos. At least we were told that. Okay. But it was like... <laughs> no, and I do believe that. Yeah, 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 no, we were told it was the nicest. I'm <laughs> not sure. No, I, I think, think it, No, I think, I think okay, it was nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it was really nice. <laughs> God, I've really got to watch myself. And then, um, <laughs> or not, I like yeah. it. <laughs> but, but it did have a very strong vibe of retirement cruise. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like it. A lot of English... Um, it's my style. Mature English audience. So, um, and I can say that because I think a lot of them probably wouldn't be tuning in to Juice. But, uh, yeah, it was a very... So you sort of have this very strong English retirement vibe to Cyprus. <laughs> but then, obviously, this sort of Greek-Turkish influence. Yeah, cool. Food's amazing. And then um, the wine business is quite interesting. So highest vineyards or some of the highest vineyards in the whole of Europe. Okay. So uh, up to 1,400 wow. metres, which is incredibly high. Like Grados Mountains in Spain wow, is like 1,000, 1,100. Um, there is a, an area in Spain, Cuenca, which has quite high vineyards as well, which are going over 1,000 metres. Uh, and different pockets but yeah Cyprus up there. And you need the, the altitude actually because for the freshness. Okay. So... No phylloxera has ever um, wow. been present in um, in Cyprus. 
Just the so type of just, soil? Yeah, sandy and soils I think, well, and just, it's too high. Well, it's not all sandy because there's a lot of limestone. Like, okay. So the vineyards have these super bright white soils. Oh, wow. Quite striking, actually, because you have this sort of very 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 blue sky and sort of ocean in the distance oh, and this piercing white soil in the vineyard so um not because of sand when you speak to a lot of a lot of the producers there they think it's just down to luck and i'm sure that's maybe because have of the other historical high vineyards also, like the other high, high vineyards have also been affected in the past like the really yeah like the ones yeah i think so, so yeah. like does phylloxera not climb <laughs> <laughs> That little louse la- gets like, to like 500 yeah. metres, like, I can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would be quite funny. That would be a funny little comedic yeah. little sketch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's about altitude. So I okay. think it's just luck. Really, it's just okay. luck. Cool. Um, Good for them. But yeah, yeah so, um, but, so then you would assume, okay, no phylloxera, old vines, ungrafted. No. So there is ungrafted indigenous varietals. Okay. However... Political situation, for whatever uh, reason. So Cyprus has an incredibly long history. I think it's about 4,000 years of oh, producing wow. wine in Cyprus. It might be a little bit more than that, wow. actually. Uh, but it's quite a long history. Um, there were breaks in terms of the com- commercial um, production during the Ottomans and, and different things. But um, the vineyards, most of the old vineyards with indigenous varietals were uprooted in the 80s because they were paid by the government oh my God. to uproot and plant either international varietals or other agricultural crops. I guess they were trying to like make themselves more... Marketable to the outside yeah. world and maybe help That's the economy. Really so a lot of people were like, screw it, get rid of this. I get yeah, some cash immediately. There are definitely moments in history where people have no romanticism about the past you I know, mean like, no this... offence you're a smoker but smoking come on yeah, yeah. cigarettes were sold as this sexy thing no yeah, totally. one was like by the way you're gonna fucking die if you yeah, smoke yeah. one like yeah, you know totally. there's so much stuff that we are yeah. given um, that, are pa- yeah, that it's is packaged happening. so differently it's happening now again with vaping yeah. it's like because <laughs> nice. my sister was like I'm pretty sure that vaping just like shreds your young, your lungs to bits like it's, people are gonna find out that like smoking is better for you than vaping probably at some point yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. No. <laughs> I had a big argument with a man who was vaping in a flight who refused what? to stop vaping. So and I was like, if you do not stop vaping, I'm about to report you. <laughs> and he's like, such a hall monitor. because no, I, I, I was totally a hall monitor. Hey, you can't do that You've here. been living in Germany yeah. too long. <laughs> no, You're self-policing now. I know. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. Don't do, that. Don't do this. I know, it's so true. It's so true. I know, but I was staring so at him, but I was like, that's not right. Yeah, because it does like, it smell like blueberry muffins or something. <laughs> it's, always, yeah, it's always yeah. something like that. Strawberries. But, yeah, I know. But it was, I think it annoyed me because he was just there and he was sort of like... And then he'd oh. tuck it away, but he'd still hold it in his hand. So you could still see it. And then yeah. he'd like... And I caught him doing it, and he just stared at me, and I was like, and I just said to him, I was like, you shouldn't be doing that. Next time you do that, you have to, like, do the caterpillar bit from, from uh, Alice in Wonderland and be like, who ah, who get out of here, you shouldn't be doing that. I know, it was really, it was, and then he just sort of looked at Miss. me. Miss! And he was, I know, and he was like... What are you going to do about it? We was just like, why? And I was like, because it's not allowed. Also, they say And he's allowed. like, he's like... But I'm not smoking. I was like, it's a confined. I was like, it's a confined space, yeah. and all these people don't get a choice. Yeah. To like yeah. suck in your fate. Like, come on, it's respect for your people yeah, around totally. you. So like, and then he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, seriously, if you do it again, I'm telling them, up to you. Because it annoyed me yeah. that like, because he carried, he went to do it another time, and I was like, that ain't happening on my watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was really bad. 
you don't know. Like, and oh, also, yeah. like, there are so many people there that would be oblivious. But, like, at one point, there was a full little puff yeah. cloud above him. I'm like, come on, man. Like, go at least go in the loo yeah. and do it so I don't see you. Totally. Because I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Germany. Yes. I can see you. <laughs> in Germany, we tell people what they can and can't do. And if they don't follow the law, we all can tell them off. Yes. Oh, that drives me mad. It's yeah. true and I like it. I love it and hate I it. I do yeah, I like it when I'm doing it. I don't like it when, when someone, someone else is doing it. stand there. And yeah. I'm like, don't me. take your dog off the lead. What are you talking about? I have it with Don't you. take your dog off no, the lead. No, no. You can't bring your luggage into first class on the train. It's literally you and me. You're not my mum, I think I said. <laughs> she was like, oh, it's true. I'm not your mum. Good point. Yeah. You can't tell me what to You're not my real mum. <laughs> <laughs> freaks people out when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have a tantrum. Anyway, okay, so. Was- <laughs> tangent, juice podcast tangent. Uh, the tangent segment is over. So. Um, we were back to sexy things like uprooting things in the 80s making way for new global yeah either products or produce and they replanted international varietals yeah so now what we're seeing is from that period of time the sort of next generation so sort of people between sort of 20 and let's say 35 that are taking over from their parents um, that are travelling a bit more because they've done anology degrees in different countries so Produce it, like you know, people doing their wine school in uh, Geisenheim in Germany, or going down to Bordeaux or New Zealand or Australia. Met all of these different younger winemakers right. that had gone overseas, so they'd seen uh, a different side of things actually, yeah. and seen how different people were producing. So, still dealing with that side of quite um, winemaker style wines in a lot of cases, where they're sort of following what they were talk- okay. taught at wine school and don't quite have the confidence to sort of break away into a more, let's say, natural style no, okay. yet. But I think it's now... It's coming. Actually, yeah, we're at the point where cool. things are starting to get interesting. So what we're seeing is everybody moving back towards the indigenous, cool. indigenous varietals, mostly yeah. because they have to, because with climate change as well... What they're finding is they have an incredibly right. long harvest because the international varietals are ripening at the end of July, oh, early right. August. Oh, my God. The indigenous varietals are being picked early October. So they wow. have one of the longest har- harvest periods in the whole of Europe because they're starting wow. basically at the end of July and going through till that's the end crazy. of October. So it's, it's a long time. And they realise that actually a lot of these international grape varieties don't just cope well. in the heat. Yeah. Whereas the indigenous ones don't ripen and they can, they're can they drought resistant as well. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so you do find pockets of older vineyards. Like I was trying some Zinisteria from 150 years oh, old. And again, everyone's replanted and grafted. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time and they're all cool. replanting um, back within with indigenous okay. varietals. So I think watch this space for Cyprus because it's the start. I think it's the start of something. And the history of like Commandaria... Uh, Zivani and stuff I think um, those wines are still and have been high quality but they've always been made from the indigenous okay. varietals yeah, so cool. let's start to, let's start to <laughs> yes. see maybe um, do we know where to buy Cypriot wines here in Berlin no in the UK in the UK there is a little bit from a few different importers the, the, sh- the only shop I know in London is Berry Brothers and Rudd Keeper and Dirt, um, but there are... I guess I online are these more, days. Yeah, online you can, you can get them. Yeah. Check us. So we've got all the products we're trying today, uh, same producer as the Commandaria from 
last week. I just love this because I think for me one of my favourite wineries. So if you're listening, I ran out watching. Off. She's using the Corvin again, so she's well, no one's. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, <laughs> which is why there's an extra sort of squirty noise. <laughs> If this is quite good, it works out your arm muscles much more. I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> hurry up, man. Is that what we need? Wine, sort of, what is that thing they call the, the guys that are doing, like, CrossFit? Wine CrossFit, there we go. Oh my God, imagine a sommelier that does CrossFit. They'd be the <laughs> most antisocial person in the world. There's lots in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that explains everything. <laughs> Egos and non-stop, like, self-promoting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, smells already fanatics basically. Mm, wow. Yeah. So, um, this so this is the Pramara, is the grape variety. Wow, it's got a really bollocks. Sorry, I just felt um, <laughs> wine all over the floor on my knee. Yeah, no one saw the floor. But um, yeah, so this is the 2018 Pramara from Chakas Winery. So, son's now making uh, the wines along with. I think his dad's still involved. Um, but yeah, quite an interesting guy because he is really. I think actually one of the most exciting wineries so they have around five hectares all organic and looking to plant more indigenous varietals they do have a little bit of Sauvignon which apparently does quite well um, where they are they're in Palendri village which is up in the Trollos mountains uh, and this particular wine comes the vineyards are planted between seven and nine hundred meters altitude has four days a little bit of like skin contact before and six months on the lees so Keeping the wines on the lees is something that's quite common okay. with the white varietals because in general they tend to be a little bit lighter okay. in terms of alcohol percentage and sometimes, particularly Zinisteri, Zinisteri can be like 11% alcohol okay. and it can be, I don't want to say weak, but incredibly subtle. Okay. <laughs> so, if it's nice, so if it's not on okay. lees, it's actually, that lees contact gives it a bit of, in, like makes it a little okay. bit more interesting. Pramara, for me, is a bit more of an interesting varietal, at least immediately. It does quite well with a little bit of oak and uh, I like that it's a little bit more exotic, slightly tropical, okay. almost melony sort of characters on the nose. This has a very nose. interesting smell. You're getting a bit of toastiness there. But they all have this almost like <laughs> lemon barley water oh, kind yum. of note to me. Like oh, it really I can see that. Yeah, it takes me back to an English summer as a child. Very <laughs> mm. fresh. But yeah, fresher, lighter. It's interesting as well. They have a little bit of our test from Savoir planted there as well. And a lot of the secrets are like, it was here before Savoir. I'm like, are you sure yeah, about right. that? Like, I still haven't... The jury's Got still out the... on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not... Um, I don't know what the, what, the, what the real answer is on that, where okay. it comes from. But I do find that in, these, in their whites, that they are very, very subtle, sort of fresher, lighter uh, styles as well. So it would be interesting to see what people do in the future with these varietals to see if they play around with more skin contact or uh, maybe leave the grapes even longer on the vine, I don't know, or maybe crop less and try and concentrate yeah. them a bit more. But, um, but yeah. I, mean, I could see this being very refreshing on a hot, yeah. hot day. Yeah. It totally has like a cucumber skin. Like yes, yes. Think about so it. So this is 11% alcohol. So it's so incredibly light. Yeah. Sand, is it a mix of sandy and volcanic soils here as well? So that also adds There's to the sort of freshness, almost salty, chalky. Yeah. And I like the little bitter finish. There's a little like... What I found about these when I was there, they're just so easy to drink. You can just almost... They're like grazing wines. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can just like... Grazing. Graze through the day with one. <laughs> 
But there is a little like apple pip or something at the end, yes. like a little like melon, a little bit of papaya, apple for sure. This lovely citrusy water feel. Mm. Yeah, but very nice. subtle. Yeah. But a super easy. Yeah. So organic as well. At the moment, most people in Cyprus are using selected yeasts, and I think it'd be much more interesting when more people start to experiment with their... indigenous yeast. Yeah, there are a number of producers that recognise how important it is to farm organically. So there's obviously Chakas, one of them, uh, another one called Sangaridis, another one, Marcos uh, Zambatas as well, very, very interesting producers yeah. just to check out, and I think they will be... Um, the producers that really start to pave the way for the direction of what's yeah. going to happen. Mm. Yeah. So what was the grape again for this one? This was the... Pramara. Pramara. Yeah, it's indigenous. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, it's subtle, but it's also very nice. I see what you mean about the grazing, because it is does have that sort of watery, easy... You don't really need to eat with it. It's no. not so heavy that it's like you won't get super boozed up. Super it almost fast. feels like you're not drinking alcohol. It's like a wine it's so spritz light. already. Yes, it is. Be great for the German market. Oh my god! Yeah. Don't oh. bother with the shola. Just straight this out is, of the. Well, actually, that's technically better for the planet because we all know bottled water is like one of the worst yeah, yeah. things for the planet anyway. So you don't have to then buy so, the bottled water. Yeah, you know, make a more ecological choice, Berliners. The vegan sustainability <laughs> capital of Europe. Yes. <laughs> that should just be called fuck bottled water drink Cypriot you've just given yeah. Cypriot wines their new yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. take that to the bank yeah so I am the Don, Don Draper of the, of the wine world <laughs> oh, just come on. to me for any marketing campaigns I've gotcha. got your back <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a fun episode if you to don't see how like many... it, leave my office see how Get many out. like taglines you can come out with in 60 minutes someone just gives you like Word a minute just gives you a word and you have to like... I'm like, okay. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, no, you don't like it. That's cool. Find somebody else. And like, I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> Mad Men, the greatest show on earth. Oh, I still haven't watched it. Oh my God, and I you know. would love it because you know. were basically like a character from Mad Men. There is, you'll know when you watch it who you are, but there is one person that is totally you. Uh-oh. <laughs> In a really good way, she's very. I need very, a new show. She's very, very glamorous. Okay. I've been rewatching Drag Race all the time, so Lucas is sick of. I think he knows more of the like songs by heart than he cares to admit. Drag. He's like sashay away. <laughs> God. I can actually imagine him because he has this very sort of. Camp. He refuses to watch it. Really? It's funny because like, my sister and her husband got really into it. She sent me a video of him doing a death drop at a club. Not that long What's ago. a death drop? So you like fall backwards with like one leg bent. Looks like you've fainted. Yes, sort of. Ooh. What is this we have here? In the so underworld. yes. So I had to really talk him into selling me a bottle of this because he's so they have an experimental <laughs> range, which were the best wines, of course. Obviously, it's always like, hey, let's push some boundaries. But my dad doesn't know. If yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so this is a Skin Contact Sinisteri, it's orange, so it's their orange wine, it's 2018, hasn't got a label, only it's just called orange wine as well. I love it, yeah. Um, so they had <laughs> run out, I think they make a very small amount, and um, yeah, I just said to him, I was like, can you just give me a bottle of that, because I think 
I want to take that back and try it again because it's so yeah, it's very interesting there, when you're drinking, the place and yes, it's like of course the yeah, romance and the yeah. view and the yeah. smells and yeah and just like being in Cyprus with the sunshine so you're just it's like drinking yeah. Ricard or pastis in Paris just, yeah. and then you come exactly. home and you're like sitting on your sofa with a pastis being like it's not quite as glamorous if it still tastes as good in the crappy wet damp <laughs> it, weather of, uh, of Berlin then you know then it's, you know it's a right one yes. <laughs> that's the test yeah so orange wine orange wine with zinisteri so zinisteri being color. the great variety that's used mainly for commandari mm. but the sort of most widely spread um, indigenous varietal on the island zinisteri producing low alcohol wines high acidity very sort of neutral and I actually this is a little bit more interesting so with the skin contact um, it adds a completely different layer it smells layer like creamsicle wine. ice cream like what? I, orange the orange a ice cream creamsicle ice cream creamsicle you know it's okay. like orange uh, lolly on the outside and then vanilla ice cream in the middle oh like an orange split yeah like a split I love a strawberry split oh, oh yeah, god so it's good. been a long time since I thought but doesn't it have that split. little like yeah I agree mmm yum like, totally it does actually because it's got like that sort of like sweet bit but then the little like crunchy citrusy yeah, and yeah. creamy at the same time mm, yeah it's nice honeyed but yes. d- but not too much mm. it's quite nice isn't it mm-hmm. high acidity medium tannin not too much tannin but it is there and it's present. But I love that it's mm, got this. It's got like... a long finish. Mm-hmm. Yes, and again, you get those sort of layers. So initially, almost honeyed notes. Then you get this sort of orangey. You're right, like orange. Again, it's almost like orange concentrate. Totally. Then there's sort of creaminess, and then you get this sort it's of like just salty. A little bit in the back. Yeah. Mm. I think because this grape variety. So even though it's very late ripening. It lacks a bit of acidities in a stereo. Mm-hmm. So I think actually giving it a bit of skin contact, that tannin gives that perception of it being fresher as well. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's almost a little bit spicy on the finish. Yeah, it's mm, almost so like a little peppery, like white pepper. It's like cedar at the end. Mm. Like cider? Cedar wood. Oh, cedar wood. Just checking. Yeah. I didn't know if you were yeah. going French on me for a yeah. minute. Yeah. <laughs> Like having a mild yeah. French stroke. Is this cedar, here. right? Yeah. Cidre. French. Cidre. Cidre. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Cidre. It's never off the cards, though. It's true. <laughs> we all know that from previous episodes. Yes. <laughs> mm, very interesting. Yeah, I think actually more people should um, should experiment with this. So the other question that I had for him when I went to Chacas was also that. Um, the history of what uh, they were vinifying in the vessels that were being used look okay you look at this part of the world you look at greece you look at italy you look at spain but then you look at how uh, much longer the the history of winemaking in greece yeah. is in cyprus so we know at the moment based on what has been found of course this could all change tomorrow yeah. like with anything to do with science and history and archaeology yeah. but what we know at the moment or what we believe to be the situation is that Wine originated from around Georgia, from the Caucasus. Right. Even though there's evidence in China, apparently from <laughs> seven thousand years ago, there is like very strong evidence yes. six thousand years of wine production in Georgia consistently. And then what is believed to have happened is that they sort of spread down, so it would have gone through Greece, all through the Maghreb, so Lebanon, Middle East, all of that sort of thing, and then up Sicily first, then to 
like Italy and Spain and then, you know, France being 2,000... You know, like Rome Valley's got 2,000 years of winemaking versus 6,000 yeah, right. in Georgia. So that gives you a bit of indication how Vitis vinifera... Moved around. Tra- moved around and, and how, how human... Well, you know, so how we moved it around. Yeah, this With was, their little suitcases, like, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> on their boats, bringing yeah. their vines. So, um... Oh, I was imagining the actual vines carrying Oh, suitcases. that would have been really sweet, blunk, yeah. Blunk, 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 blunk. A little grapevine, like, piling yeah. it le- its yeah. little roots into yeah. the... Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. But um, I think, uh, yeah, so we know that the that wine has had moved that way through Europe. Um, and I was sort of thinking, oh, well, that's interesting because the, the wine history in Cyprus, obviously, is extensive compared to other places. Yeah. Much more than France. But nobody knows about it. Nobody who's there seems to know too much about it. And for many different reasons, mostly political and cultural, yeah. um, you know, a lot of that stuff got left and didn't get passed on, which is a real shame because it was all skills that passed on from person to person um but historically wines were produced and aged uh, and kept in amphora so clay oh, as okay. well yeah so they were from local clay so nobody actually is using any yet but i spoke to a lot of the young guys and everybody is going to be slowly moving back to them so you see these clay pots because i kept seeing yeah. them in people's gardens and they're a bit more decorative than the ones from italy and, and from Spain actually and I, and and wider so I just kept saying keep seeing these clay pots surely people right. have been producing wine in them too and they said yeah but it all got lost obviously this all went hand in hand with let's have Syrah let's have Cabernet yeah. let's have oak barrels because, ah, so then, but, yeah, okay. and also that's something that I think more and more comes up in my mind of if I was producing wine depending where I was in the world yeah. you know like if I'm producing wine in California why am I buying barrels from all yeah. the way from France like I think now... It's like that imitation thing where it's like, I want... Like, I don't have legitimacy unless I, like... Well, mine is also, like, thinking about um, sustainability and unnecessary use Yeah, like, why are you travelling? Why? why? Paying all that money to, like, ship all that stuff over the Yeah, and why all those resources being used to bring that there when When maybe there's there's something nearby? plenty of oak or trees in the States. And maybe that's something, I think, in the future, which I hope to see in a lot of markets like the US... Hopefully they can work on, okay, what can we do to produce oak locally that maybe yeah. would give us a di- that same taste or how can we experiment yeah. with these trees? And I think that's something we don't all talk about. We all go, oh, natural wine, it's all about... Um, and we talk about sustainability, but what does that even what mean? What does it actually mean? Yeah, yeah, right. And, and what is local and what is right? And, and, you know, okay, I'm not using... I might use selected yeast, but maybe I'm using a, a clay pot that's been made by a guy down the road. Yeah. Like... Does that make me less or more sustainable than the guy who's using natural yeast but is buying an oak barrel yeah, from right. like 1,000 metres away or not <coughs> 10,000 yeah. 10, miles away? Sorry, not 1,000 metres. That would there. be a kilometre. Yeah, yeah, that's not. But, um, you know, I think yeah, this totally. is all something now which I think there are. There's also, a lot we don't of often things. think about like action and consequence where we think like this is going to be better than that, but then we don't actually think through the consequence of that new choice. Yeah, that sometimes but it's the, the same new choice isn't as Am good I going to as... buy some French mineral water here in Germany yeah, right. or am I going to run off a cup, uh, like a glass of water from the tap? Because the tap is fine here. Yeah. It has a taste, but I wanted to go back to the smell of this. Yeah, what do you think of this wine? I think it's good. And actually, if you just smell it like. It does smell like Hagen dazs strawberry ice cream. There's an ice cream thing going on in yeah, it. Like, in a good way. In a really. It, it's like crazy Hagen dazs strawberry. Frozen strawberries. Mmm. It's cool too because the smell and the taste are like mm. very different, which I think is mm. 
No, it's actually nicer now that it's maybe given it a minute. No, I know. I think this is a wine that actually needs a bit of... Yeah, we'll have to revisit it again in a minute. Mm. Yeah, I actually said to him, I said, this particular wine, you need to make much more of this. This would be amazing, particularly for the export market. People totally. would just jump on this. If there were more people producing wines like this... It Much would more be... wine coming at us. Yeah, so yeah, we'll be buying it. And this particular wine, you know, you can tell. Like, they care. Look at the packaging. You know, it's quite contemporary, actually. And um, I think, you know, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's nice. So, I totally. think... I can Good colour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... Nice. And I actually said to him as well, so there are other grape varieties that come up just before we go on to the Zivania. So uh, Mavro, this grape variety that I mentioned, which is kind of quite fruit forward, produces wines with light colour, low tannin, quite fruity, not super complex, um, but quite but quite fun and sort of easy. And I said to him, I was like, people should be making like a pet now with this. It'd be amazing. Oh. This light, easy bread. Like, it'd be really fun just Yum. to do that. So I think there are lots of things that can be done with the grape varieties yeah. that are there. It's just the confidence. And I think that takes also like sort of external sommelier, buyers, importers, also building relationships with these producers right. um, and being able to almost um, not collaborate or dictate, but like find a, find a way to have a dialogue in which the the producers and the, and the winemakers feel confident take these risks because for them they will feel like risks yeah, yeah. and yeah, to know totally. that there is somebody that supports them and can help right you know sell the wines on that's what needs to happen next for cyprus i think yeah, very cool yeah are you uh mm. what are you thinking about the look of the last bottle that it's gone but sweet <laughs> yeah it's got that sweet bottle look <laughs> look at the closure oh it's a glass uh, stopper mm. so one that you can put back. Hmm. 45% alcohol. Lordy. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a spirit. So it's a fortified sweet? Am I... It's grappa essentially. Oh yeah, you said it already. Yeah. I was like totally in my head with this one. I was like imagining a label for them with like an ice cream cone on it or like an orange scoop. And that would be so scoop fun. And I like... Just really graphics. I love it. You just send it in the post to them. Just tomorrow. be like, there you go. <laughs> I've got it. And send me a hundred bottles yeah. while you're there. I just write orange on it. Like yeah. I like the <laughs> yes. What's all right? I wonder what orange is in Cypriot. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. I was like going through my little files in my brain. No, I don't know. Was like, exactly. That is my brain. That is how I process information. Next time she like no. <laughs> looks somewhere else, I'll just imagine the, <laughs> the little Rolodex flicking through. <laughs> that's totally what it's like, though. Me, it's more like a Gary Larson cartoon. That's what's happening in my head. I don't know Gary Larson. Mm. Yeah, you do the Far Side. No, I don't. Oh, I'll have to show you some later. Okay. Like recently, I went to Madrid with my sister, and we stayed at this like design hotel. But it was like it was built in the nineties. So it's like past. I didn't put too much because I thought you can no, just fine. you can just go from a very interesting color. Um, yeah, so we stayed in a room designed by Zaha Hadid. I saw that amazing, looked like a spaceship. Not very practical. Couldn't find anything in the room. But we went to the bar our final night, thinking we'd get a nightcap. We asked the bartender. My sister wanted whatever she wanted. I ordered my thing. So we're just going to bring it up to our room, and the guy was like, "No, you can't do that." What? Imagine. Imagine 400 people running around with drinks. 
this hotel. So all I Are imagined... there even 400 rooms? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like 13 stories high. But then I was like, it's a Tuesday. There's no one in the bar. It's literally just me and my sister. And all I imagined in my head was like a Gary Larson far side cartoon with like all these people like, oh, like running around with glasses in their hands. And we were both like, did he actually say that? Yes. And we were like, we'll use both hands and we will walk carefully to the to the elevator that's right here. And he was still, no. So we had to order it from room service. Well, so it was more about you not being able to transport your drink to your bedroom. Imagine all those people <laughs> colliding with each other. Yeah. We're all just apples bouncing into each other oh. all the time. That's mad. I just imagine you're like at the car dealerships. Those like I just imagine. When has there rooms. ever been a hotel? I know four hundred. Where people. there have been all these people? Where Every there guest. Are too many people with too many drinks in their hands making their way to their bedroom at the same I was time. Like, That's the problem you want to have as a hotel. Yeah. Four hundred oh people God. with cocktails. Can you imagine the queue at the lift? <laughs> but our faces but we was like been, people will be waiting for fifteen minutes to get in that lift. Four hundred people. Can you just imagine four hundred people running running around with drinks in their hands? <laughs> I was like. I used to work in a nightclub, I can, and uh, (laughs) Tuesday night, it's not happening. Like, I want an Armagnac, my sister wants like... That's when you said, where's your roses love (laughs) calling (laughs) you? Pride away from my cold, dead hands. Like, what a maniac. So you you just went to your room and then you're like... It was worse, actually. Hey, sir, could we have the same drinks we just spoke about? He told me that it didn't come from that bar. I was like, bullshit. I know you don't have a whole other bar. You should have got her to order while she supervised. (laughs) You were like me on the plate. You can't vape here. What are you talking about? I had to go to the reception. I can see you. I can see you making them from the bar you told me they didn't come from. I had to to go to the reception and then order the drinks and tell them what I wanted. But of course, the receptionist doesn't know what the fuck I'm on about. So I had to like Google things and show them to her and she'd write them down. And then literally, when I asked her, like, is this normal? Like, why won't he let us do this? And she was sort of like, yeah, we can't have 400 people. No, I think she was more like, he's He's terrifying and we just follow his rules. Bizarre. Was yeah. he... But what was his role? We don't know. I mean, the day before, I ordered, like, three different glasses of wine. They were out of everything. Like, the woman was Emily like, Harmon would have been writing a fucking... Oh, <laughs> can I speak to the operations director, please, about this? It's already... I'm going to... Once I've drawn my cartoon of 400 people running around with cocktails, I'll definitely be posting on booking.com. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to this. Delightful colour. Delightful colour. So we're trying now Zivania. So Zivania is the... Uh, Cypriot equivalent of grappa, essentially. Mm-hmm. Grappa, cha-cha. Ooh. So it's a, it's a distillated spirit that's made out of grape ponomus. So usually after the grapes are pressed, the, the skins and the seeds, all of that little leftover stuff that's the mush that's left over, <laughs> is then taken away and distilled. So okay. this is the way that grappa is great. made. This is where that cha-cha is made in, in Georgia as well. And Zivania also made that way. Um, cognac you know so all of this stuff uh great great spirits so this is zinisteri this one is a little bit more unusual because actually most zivaneas are clear like completely clear, clear like white okay. spirits uh this one um just for the purpose of the audio is is a golden color almost looks like a, a light amontillado sort of color it's a very interesting color when you look yeah because it, it's got kind of a tinge on the edge that's... yeah it looks like a montiado mm-hmm. and uh, so this one itself has been kept in barrels obviously which is what gives it the color but they're old commandaria barrels so it's oh. been aged in those barrels for 10 years okay so that barrel aging is what gives it um the color also the nuttiness that you okay. can smell mm-hmm. um maybe the slight honey sort of sweeter notes really as good. well 
what's really nice about this is actually I really enjoy the, enjoy the nose of this spirit where I really want to go back to it because it's got all those things that I like where it has that sort of like cognac yes totally. I love all um, that stuff too it's like it smells very nice but but again this sort of slight little touch of something sort of sweeter behind yeah. it even though it's dry mm. Obviously, it's a bit of a kick because it's oh, all like that. It's, um, yeah, it is. But hot in my mouth. Umami. Mm -hmm, totally. Because it's. Oh, it's so nice. It's like. I shouldn't have done that swill. <laughs> I was like. Did you? I, no, I did a quick, like. Yeah, you I don't just, need to do I know that. I rolled it around just. Yeah, with spirits, just keep them in I your know, mouth. But I, I just did one. It's like that habit because I'm in a wine glass. Yeah, it's like muscle memory. Like, it's the same thing I did that happens. swish and then I so, like, no! It's the same thing that happens. So this is this is an issue that sommeliers have. I do it with everything. One is like when you've been tasting wine too much, you oh, start no. swirling your water. Yeah. Or you start like like you just yeah. did. You like gargle, basically gargle, gargle. your spirit. Yeah. And it's the same thing that most people, most humans do when they get onto an escalator that's no longer oh, moving. Oh so, well, no, because you're going to go on it and then you're anticipating that it's going to oh. move and then you're like. Oh, oh yeah oh no it's not moving and then you change your pace do you not notice it next time you go on a non-moving escalator okay. as soon as you Everyone put your foot down on the metal you're anticipating and then you're like oh yeah it takes you just like it's like 15 minutes adjustment even if you know it's not moving yeah. you still That's your so muscles funny. and your body is preparing to walk so on it differently it. same thing anyway yeah, so this so is anyway, the equivalent of grappa. I think this is amazing. Yes, yeah, end of the meal, cheese. Quite similarly, actually, in terms of uh, cuisine-wise, there's a lot of commonality between uh, Cyprus, a little bit of Georgia, where they have these... You have cheese, and then you have this thing uh, in Georgia, which is called chuchella, which is uh, nuts that have then uh, been set in, like... Well, the nuts are attached by string. Then they're dipped into this, like... It's almost like a jelly because it's a thickened grape juice paste. Okay. So it's like grape juice with corn flour or flour, mm -hmm. so it's thickened. thickened. And then it dips in almost like a candle, and then they hang... They look like anal beads, actually. <laughs> Benoit beads. <laughs> <laughs> Not Benoit beads. Oh, OK. Because Benoit balls are the little... Oh, yeah. revealing too much on the podcast. She's revealing a lot yeah. right now. <laughs> they're the golden balls, but they look... Yeah, they look the ones like on a string. string. Exactly. The string. I've been misnaming those other ones then. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the after hours show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the. Miss uh, Harmon is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Norton, I'm calling out to you yeah. right now. This is like Channel 4 when he was early days when he used to have Betty. Do you remember that? The no. Old Graham Norton, you, there was always an old woman Betty. Old, old. And you'd get like sex toys out and ask really? Betty. Really? Like, yeah, there was like the, the moving Norton tongue, show. like Betty, do you? Oh this is really funny. She's like 70 or something. Anyway, um, that's all I know. <laughs> Nothing else. And um, yeah, so anyway, these dip nuts that look, <laughs> let's say candles. Anyway, you have them in Georgia. They're sold on the roadside. Okay. And they're quite big because they're walnuts. But then I saw them and the first thing I saw in Cyprus, I'm like, oh my God, there's those things that you see in Georgia, Chuchella. Yeah. And I think they're called sushuka or something like that in uh, in, in oh, Cypriot. So oh, okay, cool. And it's exactly the same, but they actually use almonds and they put a bit of rose water into, mm, the, into the mix. So it's like, it's set, so it's hard. Yeah, yeah. But actually, they're a little bit nicer with the rose water, actually, because yeah, sometimes it's a bit pasty. So at the end of the meal, like, have some cheese or before the meal, and then you can have these sort of uh, Chuchella equivalents cut up 
really really nice yeah, like yeah. that sort of imagine yeah, that with good. this yeah um and obviously huge to but the nut shop isn't open next door we could grab some of the they some good have you got any grape juice we can dip these in no, they've got all kinds of <laughs> <Yeah>. like <clears throat> stuff over there all right okay. good stuff Anyway, so yeah, um, I've probably had too much of that, so we should probably wrap this up because if, uh, we don't need know, to talk like... any more about these exotic <laughs> mats <laughs> on a string. Um, so yeah, Hope this has been great. That. All of these have been fab. I definitely, I'm definitely thinking. I might, I might just email them to send them all. Yeah, like, you should. Hey, what's up? You should make this. I'll just do an introduction to you. I know him. Be great. So these were yeah. fab. Definitely gonna have a peek and see if I can find some stuff online. And have you been drinking? Have you had any Cypriot wine? If you have, yes, yeah, and ones. also send me your questions. Anything you have, because I did try a few other different um, indigenous varietals, and yeah, would love to know. Mm. I think, particularly for our UK audience, because we do have a large actually, the UK is our biggest audience at the moment. Thanks, thanks, guys, and um, <laughs> Team GB. Oh, oh, and, that's uh, embarrassing to say that now. That's not good. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, please. Uh, please let us know any questions any tips if you're going to Cyprus you want to know where to go you want to know where to eat um, don't ask me ask her yeah <laughs> but we collectively will help you the royal way yes <laughs> so until until next time you can find our gorgeous tote bags here pictured in the video you can find them at juice.show you can find us at twitter at juice underscore podcast and on instagram at juice.podcast <laughs> took me a second juice.podcast and until next week, I'm Gwen Douglas. And I'm Emily Harmon. Cheers! Yamas! Oh la la! <laughs> <laughs> so international. Yeah.